Hello and welcome to the final episode of Project Killing Sin. Guys, I am so excited. I am I am so excited because oh, it's not just me. It's not just me, you know, unlike, you know, last week it was just me. Um, uh, this final episode, I am joined by the greatest guest ever because he is my best friend um, and he is my brother from another mother. But at this point, we're brothers in Christ and we all have the same dad. Uh, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I just want to hype him up because... Man, I am so excited. Like, I'm, I'm sad that this is the last episode of this season, but I am so excited because of the conversation we're going to be having today. And I cannot wait for you guys to just hear the wisdom and the bars that are going to be dropped today by this amazing individual. And I am, I'm so happy. I am so happy. And I love this guy so much. And man, you know what? I'm just going to let him introduce himself. So take it away best friend my dear friend hello 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 uh <laughs> brothers and sisters uh first of all no. israel you're hyping me up way too much it's not even all of that no. um, no. but, um, it really is a pleasure uh and honestly a privilege to be on this podcast you know i've been yes. somebody who has before i even go into introducing myself uh my name is david by the way but yeah i've been somebody mm-hmm. who's been um in the trenches with Israel. You know, we've been in the trenches yes. together. We've yes. laughed together. We've cried together. You know, when mm-hmm. I say I want to do something, hey, let's go pray at church before service yeah. starts every Sunday. Oh. He was there. Yes. You know, you <laughs> remember, remember those days, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, so, I remember those days, man. But then it's not even just about the, ooh, let's do super spiritual things. It's also been about, yo, I'm just struggling right now. Or, yo, this yeah. funny joke, let me share that with you right now. Or just sharing yes. our passions and desires. And honestly, um, I know you would say to others that, yeah, you know, he's been such a, David's been such a, like, great rock and, like, encourager and, you know, brother in my life. But it's, the mm. feeling's mutual, man. The feeling really is mutual. Um, but somebody said that we we're going to cry on this podcast and I ain't about to cry. So let's just That's stop it, it all. I feel like the tears will come. And if they come, I will cry. I'll cry. I'm not going to lie. We're crying for Jesus. Okay. If we have yeah. to kill sin by crying, I'm going to cry. Yes. Cry for Jesus. Hashtag. Now nah, let's not start. Yeah. Hashtag. Too much. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. First of all, introduce your yourself by name and by profession. Cause yes. they need to know. They need to know. Okay, well, I my name's David, and uh, if you find me on my IG, um, I have mm-hmm. in my caption, Apprentice of Christ, because that is my first and foremost uh-huh. profession. Hey. Amen, amen. <laughs> no, sorry, that's, that's, amen. that's one of those jokes when you're, when you're too saved. Um, but yeah, so, um, <laughs> I, um, so I'm a doctor, actually, so I've recently qualified doctor as a doctor. Dr. David. Uh, yeah, so that's what my patients often call me, Dr. David. Um and uh yeah so that's kind of what i do for my nine to five or 9 p.m to 1 a.m or whenever they call me in to be honest um true yeah but also i'm far more importantly like i said before i am an apprentice of christ uh and that means i am wanting to be ride or die for him literally yeah literally ride or die being a living sacrifice for him is is what i live for I'm not saying mm. that I'm perfect in any way, shape, or form, but um, I try my best every day, every morning, 
to humble myself before our Lord and Savior and to ask him how he wants me to serve him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's me um, and known Israel for... How long have we known each other now? Like... I think since 2018... 20, wow. 20, yeah. No, it's been no, longer actually, than that. No, actually, no. It's been longer than that. No, like we, 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 we like met in 2018, but we'd met before in 2016. Yes. Remember? Yes. When I, I, I came, Easter. I came for yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Easter yes. as well in 2016. And I was yeah, like, who yeah. is this guy? He's so weird. He's so happy. Like, ah. <laughs> and then two years oh later, when I, like when I joined Life Church in, in uh, Leeds, that's when like we just like were in each other's spaces so much. And then it just became like an instant bond. <laughs> like, oh, honestly, man, it, it was, it was so good. It was so good. But um, yes, yeah, was really that good. was when we knew each other. 2016 and then 2018. And yes. it's been, it's been a journey, man. It's been such a good It has. Journey. I just thank it God for it. It has been a journey. It has been a journey. For real. Yeah. And uh, I'm grateful for every moment uh, of it. And I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah, me, me too, man. Me too. Because I think the one thing that... Because it's like one thing to have a best friend. And mm-hmm. it's another thing completely and entirely to have someone that you can turn to and say... Just like, just like you said at the beginning, like someone you can turn to and say, "Hey, I'm, st- I'm really struggling here. Yeah, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm having a bad time, and not just the yeah. bad times, but also, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really thriving in this place, mm-hmm. and man, mm-hmm. let's just mm-hmm. celebrate, you know. Exactly. And, and it's, exactly. it's, it's been so, it's been so good because it's been the most, for me, the most authentic relationship that yeah. I've that I've ever had and because wow. of this I've been able to actually go on and have many other very authentic relationships with our mutual mm-hmm. friends uh, you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. like we you know how we have the our own group of just people that are seriously seeking Christ you know we have our exactly. brotherhood and then we have yeah. we have the kind of mixed group and it's just mm-hmm. so amazing to come and just open up and yeah. then see, just see how God is working in that space. And for, for the sure, people for listening sure. in, it's not just us coming and like, you know, praying and fasting all the time. These things <laughs> are good. But sometimes it's just us coming and having a good time, going to the movies, yeah. you know, like going out to, to, to visit a foreign city or just do something very crazy. And yeah. in those moments, we see how God works not just in the words of the Bible, but in our actual lives. Yeah, and it's not yeah. just us reading words, but it's actually us experiencing the gift of the Holy Spirit to walk in freedom and to be yeah. free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's just so amazing. It's just so amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, man. For sure. Oh, that, was, that was a good introduction. And it, it segues was. us <laughs> into the topic for the day. Yes, and, yes, yes. Um, Lay it on us. Yes. As we get into this topic, I need to give a kind of disclaimer. Um, people have been listening to me um, and they don't necessarily know where I get this kind of violent vibe when it comes to how I just speak the word. And I just want to say, people, it's from here. It's from David. And I'm, I'm, you may think you may think that I am like you know, that I'm just being like, oh, no, you're just laying it on him. No, you will hear. There's a whole few hours of conversation that you will hear today. And it's going to be, you know, you will see for yourself. And, Mm. you know, obviously that's like, that's a joke. But in reality, (laughs) I am hoping that you will see how, 
like what it looks like to have people in your life who are actually jealous for God, who are serious yeah. for his word and who yeah. just want to see him being praised and just being honored in every single way possible. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, uh, that was the disclaimer. Now we're going to get into the topic. Um, yeah. This is a very Let's interesting topic that it isn't the first time that we've talked about it because it's been it's been the premise of our friendship and our relationships throughout mm-hmm. time uh, it's about not forsaking the gathering of the saints the gathering of god's people the gathering mm-hmm. of you know gathering in the name of god not forsaking that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm just going to leave it to you david to kind of set up this foundation because i know you have you have words to say so yes i do now. i do um it it's you know uh, it's um it's one of those ones where, like Israel said, we've talked about this many times. This is not the first time. And we've seen how, you know, when we actually lean into um, the implications, the literal, the the heart posture in terms of like how you, you, you think about these things, when we actually mm-hmm. lean into them, um, we see a difference. And we've also seen the other side when people don't lean into these these concepts and when people don't put these concepts into practice. You know, we see yeah. how um, it ends up being catastrophic for individuals yeah. and catastrophic catastrophic for the church and ultimately catastrophic yeah. for the gospel. Uh, we actually often see that people don't really understand the depth of this faith that we follow uh, because we yeah. forsake the gathering of the brethren, the gathering of the saints, the, you know, True. Um, the, the assembling of, of ourselves together. Uh, so what I think yeah. would be really cool before we really get into it is if we just kind of read, you know, where that comes from in the Bible. And it comes from Hebrews yeah. chapter 10 um, from verse 19 uh, to 25. And it says, therefore, brethren, having mm-hmm. boldness, I'm reading from the um, NKJV version. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he con- consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscious and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembly of the brethren or the assembly of ourselves together as it is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Um, so yeah, that's the scripture there. And it's really just, it's, it's such an encouraging scripture talking to, you know, um, talking to the church, um, exhorting them to, um, to stand strong, to to remain mm-hmm. steadfast, and ultimately to be encouraged by one another by yeah. meeting up with one yeah. another. Um, so I think, Ooh. first of all, the first question is, what does it mean to not forsake the gathering? I mean, does mm-hmm. not forsaking the gathering mean, you know, oh, you have to go to church? Is that is that what we're trying to relate? You have to go to church. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, my personal answer, I mean, I don't, 
I don't know where you stand. Well, I do know where you stand, to be honest, Israel. We know where we stand. But, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, the answer to that is no. Church is not necessarily the gra- gathering of the brethren. Church is not necessarily yeah. the gathering of ourselves together. Uh, I think, you oh. know, we hear it so often, but I think sometimes we just forget that church is not a place that we go to, but church is a people that we belong to and we are people of God. That. And so anytime yeah. we are gathering with other believers, whether that's, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know what they have in Kenya or wherever you are in the world, listen to this podcast, but in England, we have Nando's, uh, you know, you get your cheeky Nando's, you get your peri peri wings or mm-hmm. your half chicken, whether it's yeah. gathering over some food, which actually funnily enough is often where Jesus gathered around with his disciples, his colleagues, his, his, uh, the, yeah. those who were, you know, um, he was reaching out to. Um, so whether it's gathering mm. around food, whether it's gathering in a park, whether it's going to somebody's house, whether it's, it, it is yeah. at a church congregation, a formal church building, um, the gathering mm. of, uh, ourselves together is not about the building. It's about the people. It's about yeah. us who are decided, um, um, you know, yeah. communally to engage with each other, to engage with each other in our lives. And that's why I think it's so great that, to be honest, I think it's so great that I'm doing this with you, Israel, because it's like, yeah. I, I, I'm not meaning to be boastful because obviously all through the grace and glory of God, but we yeah. Are, yeah. are examples of that. Maybe not the best in the entire world, but I feel like we have been an example of that. Um, that's you true. Know, we will meet up and do whatever and there's no way we're not talking about God. I don't think we've had a conversation without somehow That's true. Like every, every single God. thing, every single conversation goes into God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit or the church in one way, shape or form. Honestly, and it's somehow, never forced. Somehow. It's just like, it just happens so naturally and we get exactly. out of it knowing that, yo, so this is how Christ works. Like Christ mm-hmm. can be in in a good sandwich we just had. He could be <laughs> in in some debate that we had that, that we had. He like sometimes we find Christ in the weirdest of, of places, like when we're talking about girls, and all yep. of a sudden yep. it goes into, oh man, yo, she is a sister that we need to love, you know, and, and do all these <laughs> things. And it's it, it doesn't come from like going overboard and then coming back and realizing, oh, we've made a mistake. But mm-hmm. it's like the normal conversations we end up having, they glorify God in a way that we look back and we're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But now mm-hmm. that I see it in this context, it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think that's it, really. I think that that's where we start understanding what it means mm. and understanding that it's not about the building, it's about the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that the next place that I want to go to is, um, you know, before we get to the to the like the the main kind of verse, verse twenty two is very interesting because this is where a lot of us, you know, ourselves included, we've tripped up, mm. and it says, mm-hmm. "Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, and with and and th- this is from the um, I'm I'm reading from the um, what is it NIV version, and it says." Um, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that that faith brings, having mm-hmm. our hearts sprinkled uh, to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. This mm-hmm. part is where I want to focus on having our hearts cleansed from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed. Mm-hmm. 
this idea that of of you know being called out of things yeah. you yeah. know like like cuz people think that when i come to church and you call me out then you're being disobedient to god because only god can call me out mm. and that that's just not what we see in the context of this verse and in the context of countless other verses about what mm. it means to be like what it means to belong in a group and not forsaking that gathering because yeah. you've been called out you know yeah. so yeah. what do you think about that well hmm uh, i hope you all already <laughs> israel and i don't shy away from tackling the more difficult verses in the word to be honest mm-hmm. even when it means we ourselves are personally reprimanded um and oh, yeah. and and again I really want to highlight that that even when we ourselves are personally reprimanded by the word or by God because I don't want it to seem like you know we're trying to be holier than thou or anything like that um, but it's oh, just God, reality no. of the word of God man we can't we can't really be shy yeah. away from this it's just it is what it true. is true um so uh the first place I kind of want to start uh with that is um there's two verses that come to mind um the first one mm-hmm. is in um Matthew uh where Jesus uh, well not uh, yeah where Jesus is saying talking about you know how we handle when people sin against us um you know it's mm. talks about if your brother or sister sins against you um you should um go talk to them and if you convince them that what they've done is wrong or if you come to some sort of agreement then you have won a brother or a sister but if it doesn't yeah. work that way you bring a couple of people along if that doesn't yeah. work um if that doesn't work then you get the senior leadership of the church involved and yeah you, yeah this um, is in Matthew 18 yes in, from verse 15 yes correct so Matthew 18 from verse 15 so it says you know so then it goes on to say that if you if there's a in a disagreement that you couldn't have sorted out you brought some friends along they the person's still not listening after that uh and then mm. you you get the elders involved get the elders of the church involved and if they're still not listening then it says yeah. you treat them as an unbeliever um so mm. you 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 strip it all the way back you take it back to the position where it's like yo this person is not actually a christian anymore and you treat yeah. them completely yeah. differently uh, and yeah. then the question is how do we treat non-believers well first of all if somebody yes. is in a position of responsibility in the church ah then you might want to step down step them down uh, then that no True. longer becomes appropriate because um if yeah. it's you're basically having a non-believer leading a congregation of spiritually alive people and um mm, i think that's mm. contrary to the word of god but then beyond that as yeah. well how do we supposed to treat non-believers you know we're supposed to treat them with love we're supposed to treat them um um dealing with that initial crux of do you actually believe that Jesus is your lord and savior do you actually believe that mm. god is god you know so basically mm. what this podcast has been talking about for how many episodes now um you know yeah. getting down to the crux of what it means to actually believe um do you believe mm. that the bible mm. is true are you willing to submit or are you living yeah. in a rebellious state uh, uh to yeah. the word of god um so i think that there's that's one side of it but then it can be argued that mm. you know well what if it's they're not sinning against you specifically um what does that then mean um but then i i go to first corinthians i can't quite remember the verse um israel if you're looking stuff up if you can look it up for me please um but yeah, where it talks about 
how, you know, Paul is disgusted by the Corinthian churches because, by the Corinthian church, because one of its members is sleeping with his stepmom, with his, with his father's Oh, I think, wife. I think it's in the first few chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, oh, I'll find it, I'll find okay. it. Okay. <laughs> go on. But yeah, so it basically talks about, you know, this guy and he says, it says, it li- Paul says, kick him out. Give him over to his feet. To the devil. Yeah. Give him yeah. over to the devil. So that in his flesh, even though his flesh may be destroyed, mm. uh, hopefully, by God's grace, his, his spirit, soul will be saved. Yeah, his soul will be saved. And so, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I was talking to my dad about this earlier on, and it's, it's, it's a higher level of thinking to come to the appreciation that for the sake of salvation, sometimes the body may need to ultimately perish. Mm. Now, what do I mean by that? Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be living sacrifices to God, right? So every day our flesh, we're supposed to die to our flesh and remain alive in our spirit, remain alive in Christ, uh, through Christ in our spirit. So sometimes actually, you know, Paul says it elsewhere, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So sometimes, actually, to hand someone over, and now this is, this is, this, you know, you have to, you have to follow me here, but to hand someone over to their, um, to basically to remove somebody from, from the congregation, to remove somebody from the church sounds mean. It sounds awful. It sounds cruel, even. It's like, well, how'd you expect somebody to be better off? Um, how do you expect mm. them to be better off if you kick them out? You've basically just rejected them. But actually, have you? Yeah. You've done everything within your power, brought it to the highest leaders to, in mm. love and in, because of genuine care um, for yeah. somebody's salvation and life on earth, to bring them around yeah. or to, 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 to show them the truth. And they, they are rejecting and rebelling against the truth of Christ. Mm. Um, then, then, there is no further hope. Interestingly yeah. enough, I want to read um, it further on in this uh, chapter in Hebrews, chapter 10, where it talks about this. So just after, in verse 26, it says, For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth there, no longer remains a sacrifice, no sacrifice for sin. No sacrifice of sin is left, yeah. 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 But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, mm. which will devour the adversaries. <laughs> like, I mean, that's... that's it sounds harsh. Dish. It's so harsh. It's so harsh. It sounds so harsh, but that's the reality. And so I think... Yes. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a delicate balance. It's a mm. difficult art, and it requires a lot of grace, mercy, and long-suffering. But ultimately... Yeah, yeah. If we're engaging with people in love, to answer your question, if we're engaging with people in love, in truth, in mm. a genuine desire to see the best for them, um, yeah, that you know, in that scripture in uh, in in First Corinthians that Paul's talking about the you know this guy and his stepmom, he says, mm. you know, kick him out because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. He's talking about how, True. you know, we as Christians have a responsibility to each individual, but also to the, to the community of, 
of, of brothers and sisters. And so if we yeah, are in an yeah. environment where there's confusion because somebody is doing something um, that is contrary to the will of God and others mm. who may be younger in their faith are seeing this and seeing it being allowed, being condoned, yeah, being yeah. celebrated, because this dude was, he was celebrating it. Um, yeah. Then that, that yeah. was a very, very dangerous position for, for our younger mm. brothers and sisters. Uh, and I have a younger sibling and I can't imagine putting him in harm's way by not calling yeah, something out yeah. on someone else. And so, yes, I think we should call people out, but in love. Yeah. And in love doesn't oh, yeah, mean, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, like you live your truth. You know, I know we've talked about this on this podcast. That's but a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I'll live my truth. No, no, no. <laughs> love means having a difficult conversation, even if it's hard. Yeah. Love means doing yeah, something yeah. that is good, even if it doesn't feel good. Um, and so, yeah, so I think... True. I think that's I think that's just it. I think it, it's a uh, yeah. it's it's important. I think the church I'm I'm gonna go there. I think the church as a body <laughs> as a body has uh-huh. been a bit lenient on this, to put it kindly. Yeah. And I think mm. the devil revels in that because then that's his breeding ground to cause calamity. And I think yeah, we've seen yeah. that. How many churches, how many churches do we see immorality mm. rife all the way from, you know, the youngest Christians to the most senior leaders? How many churches yeah, yeah. do we need to hear about? How many mm. gatherings, you know, bodies of Christ have we seen f- have such moral failings? And not to say that we won't have moral failings. We all do. That's why we're human beings. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when we forsake, you know, you know, when we, when we don't, we don't tackle that issue of saying, okay, you know, mm. let's, let's, um, like it says in verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled yeah. from evil conscious and our bodies washed with pure water, you know, um, yes. engaging yeah. in that process with our brethren, with our brothers and sisters. Yes. It starts between us and God, our relationship with God. Mm. Um, mm. But that, that is reinforced. It's, 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 um, basically reinforced by the gathering of the brethren. And yeah. 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 And, and I think, you know, as, as we're talking about this, the best analogy that comes into my mind, cause some, like some people may be listening and they're already thinking, oh man, you guys are just too harsh or, you know, that's, that's just not how it's supposed to be. And I want to give an analogy and then kind of bring in a real life situation. So mm. if we were in a, if we're in a place where, you know, you are, um, like you're, you're a resident in the place that you live, in the city that you live, and then mm-hmm. you see a police officer who has a gun, mm-hmm. and then someone tells you that that police officer is not qualified to have that gun. Mm. The first thing, like, first of all, a lot of things will be going through your mind, you know, cause you have to question the credibility of the, police force that this person is in but not just that the most immediate thing is am i safe with this person who is supposed to be keeping me safe yeah. you know because yeah. they they're holding a weapon that if used in the wrong way or if or if not known how to be used would actually cause damage and in some cases even death mm-hmm. and to know mm-hmm. that this is the person who is supposed to be guarding you who is supposed to be serving and protecting you and they have yeah. no experience or no teaching or no one above them to actually tell them that or to take them through the proper you know learning yeah. experiences then yeah, yeah. this person who is who is supposed to be the your protector 
actually ends up being your enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what Paul is talking about in this case where he's like, listen, you have this individual who has gifts and they are earthly qualified by their qualifications. They're qualified to be in the church, to be in leadership, but they're doing something that is turning the gift that they've been given, the responsibility that they've been given into a weapon that could potentially, not potentially, actually certainly really, really harm. And as when we see it that way, then we begin to see the urgency of what he means when he says, mm. cast them out. Because it isn't like, throw them away to the wayside. It's more of, no, take, take first of all, take that thing away from them because mm-hmm. they don't know how to use it. Take that platform away from them because they don't know how to use it. And because if they continue to use it, it will be damaging to you. It is mm-hmm. actually, just like you said, it's the most loving thing that you could do to both people, like to both parties, because it's like, yo, you need to take a step back and understand the, you know, where you're at and what you, what you need to be doing and actually begin to work through some of the, the insecurities, the pain, the hurt, the brokenness that has caused you to walk in certain ways. And it's also for the people to know that, listen, we care for you and we, we really, we have reverence for God and the positions that he has put us. And it's not Mm -hmm. that we're perfect who are walking in them, but it's that we have the Holy Spirit on our side and he has given us the discernment to know when to actually step into these roles, when to not step into these roles. And I know as I'm speaking, people could be, you know, like they're, they're, they're probably thinking that we're detached from this, but I've gone through this and you were with mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know, I um, was. You know, people, I was. people don't think that I, that, 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 that we've actually messed up, but I mm. messed up big time. I remember this and I remember I was in, you know, and you were, man, this is why I just love you so much, man. Like you walked with me in a way that. It was the difficult time because yeah. I, I, I just, I, it wasn't even a slip up. It was just falling on my face and it was, mm-hmm. it was just wrong. It was sexual immorality. And I was just like, yo, I've messed up. Yeah. And when I came clean, it was, you know, the, the love that met me was so strong. And the reason mm-hmm. I say it was so strong is because it, it, it didn't coddle me. It was mm-hmm. no, you're a leader, like you're a leader in church. So yeah. this is what's going to happen. You're yeah. going to step down and we're going to start from the basics. Yeah. And that yeah. was, you know, you were there. It was hard. I, like was, I was coming into church and it's like, I don't want to talk to you. You were trying to reach out and I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I hate this yeah. place. I hate everyone. And and you you walked with me in a way and, and, and not just you, but like every leader at church walked mm. with me in a way that saw me come back yeah. and continue to progress. And, you know, I, a year down the line, two years down the line, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's one of the greatest lessons that I've ever carried mm-hmm. because I got to live, I got to live that very uncomfortable truth that like that, that very uncomfortable part of not forsaking the gathering yeah. because yeah. it's not just all roses. It's like, yo, even when you mess up, even mm-hmm. on your worst days, do not forsake the gathering because the devil's not going to come at you on the best days. Not no. always. He's, he's going to come at you when you're down, when you're beaten, yeah, when, when, you've, when you've made a mistake. And, and mm-hmm. the first thing he's, he's going to tell you is all sorts of lies about the people above you and mm-hmm. all the people around you. And if you're not grounded in your word, if you're not rooted in Christ, mm-hmm. then that becomes your greatest undoing. And yeah. 
you know, so like the reason I wanted to focus on this is just to kind of highlight to whoever's listening as we're, you know, in this last episode of the season. Yeah, it's a big deal. But mm-hmm. it it this is it's the last episode, but it should be the first it should be the first and only thing that you carry moving forward. If you if you were to forget the entire season, this is the one thing that you should carry. And mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm safe in saying that we saved the best for last because <laughs> When you don't, when you don't forsake the gathering, that's where everything else falls into place. That's where you learn yeah. about God. That's where you mm-hmm. get to walk in the radical life. That's where you get to confront your sin. That's where you get to actually, you know, walk in biblical prosperity. That's where how you like. That's how you get to walk in forgiveness, in hope, mm. and all these things. So, for me, speaking from being on both ends, because having recovered and actually moved past that and then seeing mm. people who have gone through that, mm-hmm. I can not just empathize, but it's like, it's, it's more than empathize. Like I can actually see that very necessary need of walking, like Paul said, where, mm. you know, I come to you and if you refuse, I come to you with someone else yeah. because, because someone came to me. I mean, you came to me, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was, it was, it was yourself and, and Tyrone came to me and mm-hmm. then thank God when that happened, I was like, yo, I have a problem. I need help. But mm-hmm. I could have kept going where it's like, yo, Pastor Dave comes to me and yeah. then, you know, yeah. uh, Pastor Steve and everyone. <laughs> and all of a sudden God himself is coming to my doorstep. Yeah. It could yeah. be that, but it gets to the end. And it's like, if you have refused, then it isn't that we're casting you out because we hate you. But you are refusing the definition and the the healing power of what it means to be Christian. And mm. because God is not a forceful God, he's just going to politely step away. Not because he hates you, but because you have stepped away. So he's just letting yeah. you do your thing. Yeah. In the hopes that when you get to the end of yourself, mm. you will come back to him. Yeah. And it's very, it's very funny because he continues to sustain us even in our yeah. faults, even in our... Yeah. Cause it's, cause it's not like once you walk away from God, then he's, he's, then God has walked away from you. No, he still gives you mm-hmm. breath every morning. He yeah. still wakes you up. He still, he still gives you a good appetite. He still gives you health. He still gives you friends. He still gives you the, the abilities that you have. Like there's so many non-believers who are thriving. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but like they're not thriving because they worship the devil as mm. you know, because most, most people think that, but they're thriving because God is trying to, continue to bless them and give them common grace and, you know, some extended grace in the hopes that you will see the emptiness of the life you're living and come back mm-hmm. to me. And the yeah. same grace is extended to people who are in the church who have fallen away or who are starting to fall away. Cause it's like, mm. yo, we don't have it together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh man. Spoken too much. Yeah. No, no, that was good. And actually based on what you touched on, mm-hmm. it just, I think it comes back to putting it in the context, right? I think if you understand, because yes. our, our society nowadays is very individualistic. You know, it's, oh, True. me, myself, and I, I do me, I do mm. what I want. Nobody can tell me what to do or what not to do, which in yeah. itself is a fallacy because when you go to work, what does your boss do? Tells you what to do. <laughs> so clearly, tell you what to do. already, somebody tell you what to do. Or when you go, mm. you know, out and about and... um uh, or go to various different countries or live in your own country. Are there not laws that you yeah. follow? Well, guess what that is? Mm. Somebody telling you what to do. So telling I don't know you what to do. 
we we live in a fallacy where for some reason we pick and choose mm-hmm. as to what we deem to be freedom uh, and we pick and choose yeah, as to yeah. what we understand as somebody telling us what to do but the context of the Bible, what God fosters within us as the brethren is exactly that. We are siblings yeah. in Christ. This is a family. Mm. This is a family affair. We're not just yeah. random dude down the street telling a random dude down the street. This is family looking out for each other, wanting the mm. best mm. for each other. And yes, yeah. I, you know, I'm very, very aware that there are many people who will be listening who who have experienced church hurt in its yeah. deepest, darkest form mm. and have and have said, look, Christians, that you know, there's that song that Kanye has that says, Christians, they'll be the first ones to judge you. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. so true. <laughs> Too often we've ha- given ourselves the worst reputation, you know, and have been yeah. so opposite to the teaching of God. God says that we should be known by the way we treat, mm. we love each other, by the way we treat each yes. other. But unfortunately, yes. how we are known by the way we treat each other is terrible. I mean, to be honest, sure, if I sure. didn't know God personally and I was an outsider looking at Christianity, I'd be like, I don't know about y'all. Y'all seem real fake. Y'all seem real mm, hypocritical. Mm, and when rubber hits the true. road, you guys are really not it. Like, why would I, yeah. why would I get involved? And so I know, like, I have, we all have experienced church hurt to some level. I'm not trying to say I've had the worst experiences. Um, but what I have not experienced, I've heard, uh, and I've had friends or other brothers and sisters who have gone through deep, deep stuff, deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the resentment that has boiled from that is real, is somewhat warranted many of the times. Um, but that doesn't mean that we throw away the baby with the bathwater just because we have bad family members or just because we all, to some degree, do this family business poorly does not mean we don't see it in that context because that's how our perfect God has designed it. And so I think when we see it in that context of this is, this is a family affair. This is about family looking out for each other. This is about Israel saying, Hey dude, I messed up on me because I genuinely care of his, for his salvation. I genuinely care for his well-being more than our friendship. I care about him going to heaven more than I care about me being his friend. Yeah. And so I will put our friendship on the line to make sure that him and God are good. And he would put yeah. his friendship yeah. on the line to make sure me and God are good. Because ultimately yeah. that's that's the most important thing. And so I think if we see yeah. it in that context and from that perspective, these things seem less cruel and evil, but they more seem like they more, they, they more take the true form, which is love. Genuine, yeah. hard, but, but, but genuine love, you know? Uh, and, and yeah, yeah I, I think that's so important. But here, here, here's yeah. something I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you, Israel, actually. So obviously mm-hmm. we've talked about what it looks like, you know, in terms of, you know, engaging with the nitty gritty to not forsake the gathering. And we've, we've touched yeah. a little bit on some of those like, the 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 catastrophic endings you can have of you know church members wilding out churches just being completely antithetical to what god has called us to yeah or church leaders falling astray and all that stuff when we really forsake that that doing that yeah. groundwork of being accountable to one another but what yeah. have you found to be some of the benefits of like not forsaking the brethren what what are some of the benefits for you 
Um, obviously, the biggest benefit has been friendship, um, mm. friendship and relationship. Yeah. See, when we look at the basics of the Bible, like when we when you step back and look at the Bible as a whole, the mm-hmm. Bible is a story about relationship. Restor, you know, the uh, uh, a good relationship that is given to us, good and perfect, yeah. a relationship broken, and then a relationship restored. Mm-hmm. And when you look, like when you now zoom into this relationship, obviously it's all about Jesus. But just like Jesus said, it's about loving God and then loving the people yeah. around you. Yeah. So yeah. the benefit for me has been a holistic life where I can look at everything I do. And even though it's imperfect, mm-hmm. I am perfectly found in Christ to yeah. enjoy the mourning, to enjoy the weeping, to enjoy mm-hmm the sadness and the joy, the good, mm-hmm. the good and the bad in Christ. And that is such a guiltless life. Like there, it's mm-hmm. so like, it is so devoid of shame yeah. and to wake up every morning and, you know, to, you know, our prayers obviously vary. You wake up and in some seasons you're like, God, I'm struggling. And you wake up in some seasons you're like, God, I'm thriving. But in all mm-hmm. these things, the Bible says we like, we give thanks. Yeah. That, yeah. that part of like, when the Bible says you give thanks, that comes from a knowledge that mm-hmm. you are living without any shame for Christ. You are you you are living without any guilt, and it's not the guilt where you have detached yourself, where you've numbed yourself, but mm-hmm. it's it's the guiltlessness and the shamelessness of living within the bounds of a perfect creator. I don't have yeah. to look over my shoulders and be asking myself, am I going to make it into heaven? You know, am mm-hmm. I good enough? You know, did I do one, two, three? Did I love enough? Did I give enough? It's just waking up and saying, God, I messed up. You are yeah. good. On my on my best day, you are God and you love me. On my worst day, you are God and you love me. And every single day, you bring me closer yeah. and closer to perfection until the day when I will actually walk into it on the other side Amen. of this yeah. life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the absolutely biggest thing, the absolutely biggest benefit, and, you know, this, it sounds really weird, but I know we've talked about this in depth, is the idea of death. Like looking at death and actually saying, yo, you don't scare me. Mm-hmm. And not from a place of like, oh, I'm going to live recklessly. But from a place yeah. of like, yo, if if you come and if I wake up tomorrow and this is the last day on earth, guess what? I'm going to live it for Christ. And yeah. I die. I get to see him. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're not going to live it. Re- you're not going to live it recklessly. You're going to live it. Right yeah. Away. Yeah. Exactly. Like I give my all living the, Mm -hmm. you know, in the most careful way I can. So watching Mm -hmm. what I eat, watching where I go. And that's something I just want to get into right now. But like watching, watching what we do and what what our intake is, but also living very free, not being Mm -hmm. held by, by the things of this world, you know, not being worried by a lot of these things. And sometimes we might be. You know, sometimes you fall into the trap of, you know, trying to accumulate things. And that's where God's grace is. And, you mm-hmm. know, he, it is so sufficient. But for me, it's that idea of just knowing death is coming and mm-hmm. I'm going to live my best life ever. But I am going to walk through that door because death, death is a door. It's a door into eternity. And death was actually a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. If you look at the context of death, like how it came into being, God saw that man had eaten the fruit, 
that allowed him to kind of, you know, walk uh, to know the knowledge between good and evil. And he had yeah. to cast him out of the garden so he doesn't eat the, you know, of the fruit that would give eternal life because he was like, I don't want you trapped in yeah. this knowledge of good and evil yeah. for the rest of like for all of eternity. So mm-hmm. I'm going to allow death to come in, which will yeah. be this doorway into the original restoration and like and I'd say an even better restoration. So mm-hmm. those for me are the biggest things. Like just yeah. death, <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough, and and a, a shameless life and a guiltless yeah. life in in Christ. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about for you though? How like what are things for you? No, those are I'm I'm just even like I'm still chewing on those <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, but I think um, for me, I, I'm I'm gonna get personal. You know, um, because mm-hmm. I, what one thing I love about you in general, Israel, and and something that I've definitely seen shine through on on this uh, project um, as well is mm-hmm. your candidness and your willingness to show the testimony that uh, your life is to the goodness of God in the good stuff and yeah. the bad stuff. And as you know, you know we've spoken about this, and you know I've, uh, of late I've been going through. A, a few health issues um yeah yeah um, and you know there was you know i was under investigation of you know do i potentially have cancer is it not you know, yeah. you know it, and it was um mm. looking back uh, i mean this is all relatively fresh um, to be honest but looking back you know uh, when it all began yeah. um it was it was <laughs> it was very surreal you know, these are things that you hear that happen to somebody else. And then it's yeah. like, wait, what? Really? Me? Nah, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like there were times I would be at work and I'm just zoned out. I'm, I'm not even like, I'm not in my mm. body. I'm not listening to what my patient is telling me right now. Because all I can think is, yo, yeah. is this really my life? Like all the people that are yeah. burdened, all the people that are going to be affected. Um, but I don't want to mm. labor on, on that too much. Um, uh, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that going through tough times, going through health issues, going through financial issues, yeah. whatever it looks like for us as individuals, uh, going through struggles in our spirituality, being attacked spiritually, all these things, yeah. you know, they hit us. Life is real. They, they come. Yeah. And for me, yeah. um, it was this, this, this health issue, you know, it's, do I have cancer or not? Mm. Glory be to God, you know. We've had investigations, we've had surgery, and by God's yeah. grace, it's not cancer. Hallelujah. Um, but Amen. Um, Amen. even going through that whole process, you know, I told Israel and the encouragement, oh my gosh, you know, the oh. encouragement that I got from him, the encouragement that I got from others that I told, uh, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. You know, when you know you're loved, you know, when you're loved, when the chips are down, and yeah. people stick by your side when you're yeah. when the chips yeah. are down when you have nothing to offer and people stick by your yeah. side you know the people yeah. who i i kept it relatively you know close circle about the whole thing but the people who I, mm. you know they were they were they were there you know people came to visit yeah people brought me food People, you know, mm. were, were sending their love, their love and their, 
their regards and their best wishes yeah. and their prayers. Those who couldn't be there, obviously, some of some people were oceans away. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I I didn't know. As sad as that might seem, I d- it was not my expectation, and I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that this is this is what it could be. This is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, the Bible yeah, talks yeah. about what you do for the least of of you know mm-hmm. my what you do for the least of my people. That is what you also do unto me. And when we are there, yeah. when we really lean into um, this concept of not forsaking the gathering, um, mm. we find that we are supported. We have a huge family that that gives us comfort, yeah. that feeds us in our time of need, that is that Amen. gives us food in our time of hunger, that that gives us yeah. you know clothing or shelter in our time of struggle. Um, when, mm. You know and and. The, and that's what the Bible calls us to as brethren, you know, to, to be there yeah, for each other yeah. as family. We're called to be there for each other. And, you know, Jesus says, who is my mother? Who is my brother? You know, when his, his, oh. his mom and his brothers come to come looking for him to take him home. So who are they? Yeah. Those who do the will of my father. Those are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. And the will of, of, of our father in heaven is to be there for each other when we are at our yeah. lowest and to celebrate with each other yeah. when life is going good. And I, I had a real sense of that. So for me, honestly, one of the big positives is that when oh. the chips are down, when you're going through it, when you are going through it, yeah, that people are there. I mean, I, you know, and my mom said this, um, she said, you know, cause she's been here, you know, helping look after me post surgery and things. Uh, and so is my dad, oh. but you know, my mom said, now I know who your true friends are. I said, she was like, now yeah. I know who your real friends are. Cause the people who came to visit, the people who came to be here with me, the people oh. who sent their wishes, yeah. she knows, okay, now I know that these, this, these are your true friends, you know? And, and this is how yeah. we should be yeah. known. As Christians, we should be known that we shouldn't be known oh. by the way we treat each other. And so to really engage, engage in not forsaking the gathering, looks like being yeah, there for yeah. each other through thick and thin. And I think that's one of the big positives for me, honestly. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. just so grateful to God, but, uh, uh, and I, and I, and I pray, I really earnestly pray that we all get a deeper sense and understanding of that because it will revolutionize. Yeah. It will, re- it yeah. is, it is our, it's not just our testimony. It is our gospel. It is our good news yes. because yeah, we are, yeah. we are basically showing a foreshadowing of heaven on earth. We are basically yeah. demonstrating heaven on earth when we engage in these principles of not forsaking, you know, the, grab, the gathering yeah. of the brethren um, in this way. But yeah, yeah, so that, that's it for me, Man. to be honest. That's so true. And, and I think something that I want people to know is it, it gets hard, you know, if, if you, if you, if you Talk haven't about gotten it. A, sense, <laughs> a sense of, if you haven't gotten a sense of how hard it gets through David's story, I can tell you it gets hard. Because it's it's not just about what you're going through physically. Mm. It's, you know, as, as a Christian, the one thing that the devil uses is the thoughts that, that he allows to bombard us day and night. And this is why the Bible says you must take every thought captive. Mm. Like, to take something captive means that you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You have identified it, you know how it looks, and then you hold it to the ground that it cannot escape. Yeah. And that is 
so devastating as a Christian. It's it's one of the hardest things because as a non-believer, anything comes and goes and you don't mm. really pay that much attention. But as a believer, it's doubt, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's worry, it's fear. And obviously it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we overcome. But yeah. sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, well, most times, <laughs> this is why we're imperfect and we need God. <laughs> it's the idea of like, it creeps in and you do catch it, you do hold it captive, but it's shown you something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it shows you fear, it shows you doubt, and you obviously take it to God, but it still shows you. Yeah. And, oh man, I know I said I'm not going to cry, but yo, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the story, like, obviously I texted you on Sunday yeah. to kind of, you know, just to touch base and see everything. And, and that was when you told me that, um, you know, that that was like how the surgery went. Mm-hmm. And, and so for the people who don't know, for context, I'm in Kenya, David is all the way in Leeds. Mm-hmm. So I texted on Sunday and this was after service and in the service, it was so weird because the the you know the pastor was just so drawn to pray for people who were fighting cancer and you know this is me in the service miles away from the person that I'm like man I want to do life with but at the same time mm-hmm. I'm like if he ever goes I know he's going to the best place ever and now mm-hmm. I'm conflicted with this thought that the devil has thrown my way because the pastor's like, if you're struggling with cancer, you know someone who's struggling with cancer, I want you to come to the front because I just want to pray. Mm-hmm. And I, I was there. It was a variety of reasons that there are things that were being prayed for, but I was there. They mentioned cancer and I was like, man, David. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to live in this way where it's arms wide open, where God, you've given me this amazing gift in a friend. And if you decide to take him, I know where he's going. And I'm just breaking down, sobbing, and I'm uncontrollably. I don't even know what's happening. Like right mm. now, my eyes are wet. <laughs> I'm trying to joke it away, but I'm not going to because as a Christian, it's hard. Yeah. Like when you read this verse, do not forsake the gathering. It's in these times because yeah. you have to take the thoughts of, of like, okay, this might happen, this mm-hmm. might not happen, and mm-hmm. bring it to God on behalf of this individual. And not just that, but there's also these other thoughts that come in that tell you you are unworthy. Like, oh, what what gives you the right to be praying for this person? What yeah. gives you the right to be standing here? What Like, on what authority? And man, it, mm. is, it is difficult. But in this difficulty, there's such an ease when it comes to mm. leaning in on God. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make it any easier. It really doesn't. But yeah. it's just like, man, I I just, oh, like, it is difficult. Mm. <laughs> but we bring it to God and he reminds us mm. day after day that, man, this is what it means to not forsake the gathering. Yeah. This is what it means to be there for each other. This is what it means to to stand in the gap for each other. And on those yeah. days when things are very rough, mm-hmm. then he he comes through. And for me, he came through when, you know, I texted you later and you're like, oh yeah, by the way, this is what happened. It's not yeah. cancer. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's all good. Mm-hmm. And I, 
you know, I remember I joked about it. I was like, yo, I cried for you. Those are such a waste of tears. <laughs> but, but for me, for me, it was like, oh God, you came through and, you know, you yeah. came through long before I knew the news, but you came through. Yeah. And even yeah. if you hadn't, even mm. if you hadn't and, 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 you know, and he left or I left, it's like, mm. we have to walk with the knowledge that we didn't forsake the gathering and because we didn't forsake the gathering mm-hmm. we are in a much better place with you because just like you said the most important thing is to make sure that our friends our family they're good with god before they're mm-hmm. good with us yeah you know yeah and that now brings me to uh, a segment okay this is this 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 final show is going to be a bit long but <laughs> something that i really 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 i genuinely want people to hear this from you okay um so we talk about um like as we go back to the anchor verse that we're in which is hebrews 10 uh-huh. we were in 22 so 23 and 24 and 25 um mm-hmm. it says you know this this idea of holding unswervingly to the hope that we profess and mm-hmm. then it goes on in 24 to say how we must spur one another towards love and good deeds and then mm-hmm. you know then it says we must not uh give up meeting together So yep. there's this idea, and I know you're very familiar with it because we've heard it from uh, Pastor Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Moralistic, therapeutic, therapeutic. deism. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. you to talk about that because I found that moralistic, therapeutic deism is is the one thing that keeps us from from actually holding on. And it's the one thing that drives us away from the gathering. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Okay, I, I'd, I'd want to get into it. Maybe you can just, first of all, break it down for the people who have never heard this term and then yeah. just dive into it. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, moralistic therapeutic deism. And it is mm-hmm. um, it's not original to myself or to Israel or even to our, you know, uh, young adult pastor here in Leeds, uh, Tyrone. He, he read a book. I can't quite remember who was the author of the book. Uh, but th- that, that, this is what they were talking about. And, you know, I made inferences to the fact that we live in a very individualistic culture now, uh, where we are in a, without sounding too theological or going into any of these two, you know, deep words, but we are in a, you know, mm. post Christian society. And that basically means that we have gone through a period of, paganism like pre-christian society where we serve lots of gods you know whether you people yeah. were spiritualists whether people believed in um polytheism whatever that looked like and then especially mm-hmm. in the west we moved uh, to a place of adopting christianity as our main religion and that spread throughout the whole world um yeah. uh, and then um well it didn't originate here obviously in england in the west but you know it spread to the west and it spread to other parts of the world and then we moved to where we are now in a society that is post-christian so we still try and hold to these christian morals these christian core values of love of equality of all these these you know love your you know love everybody equally and things like that but we try and remove god from the equation But then the thing is, when you remove God from the equation, you are left with a vacuum and we fill that vacuum with ourselves. And this is where we come to this concept of moralistic therapeutic deism. So moralistic, that word is basically to define what is right and wrong. So moralistic, what is right and wrong. Therapeutic, 
what makes us feel mm-hmm. good, what is, you know, therapeutic to us, what makes us feel good, deism yeah. is what that's God. So the phrase is basically yeah. means that we define right and wrong by what makes us feel mm-hmm. good. And that, mm-hmm. that basically whoever defines right or wrong by what makes us feel good is God. That becomes our God. Yeah. Yes, that becomes our God. And guess what? What makes me feel good is directed by who? Me. It's in the, by, you know, yeah, by my it's own in the desires, center. by my own exactly. heart. Exactly. Yeah. So whatever makes me feel good is directed by me. So then basically I become God unto myself. And yeah. if I am God unto myself, then who is anyone else to tell me what to do? Who is anyone Ooh. else to say what I do is right or wrong? I'm following the general yeah. principles of love, of, of equality, of making everyone feel good. And yeah. I, as long as it makes me feel good, then it must be right. And, you yeah. know, that, that's obviously completely, you know, there's a guy called Vodi Bokum, uh, you know, he's a, he, I encourage everyone to check out his teachings, but he uses a couple of yeah. words that I love. The one of them is antithetical, you know, it's, it's, you know, absolutely antithetical, which means completely the opposite. And another word he uses, yeah. it's diametrically opposed, which again, just means like, as far as the East is from the West opposite. The concept of moralistic therapeutic deism is diametrically opposed to the word Mm. and ways of God. It's just, it just doesn't, it's just not it. It's just not it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of a breakdown of what it is. Yeah. Go ahead, Israel. I mean, (laughs) by what you've said, we just see, you know, if you've been following, then you see how that directly opposes the idea of meeting in a gathering. Because if everyone has their own view of what mm. something looks like and what so is good true. for me, then yeah, then yeah. It, it all becomes very subjective. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, um, you know, that that seeps into our the our the things that we see moralistically, you know, like mm-hmm. what is what is right and wrong. And yeah. people might think that 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 it's gonna be the big differences that, you know, keep us apart. But Mm-hmm. If we allow more like moralistic therapeutic deism to kind of cloud our lives, then it's the small things that draw us apart. Yeah. You know, yep. it's it's the idea that it's the idea that you don't know what modesty is as a female. It's mm-hmm. the idea and and a guy, Ooh. and a guy, I mean great tracksuits, let's let's talk about it. You know we're going there. Um it's <laughs> we were bound to, you know. It's the it's it's the idea that you don't know what what offering is. It's the like what it means it's the idea that that you think worship is a performance it's the idea Mm. that you think you know just all these things and then ultimately these small things pile up into this idea that you might not say it out loud but it's it is the message of your life where i Mm -hmm. am god i am Mm -hmm. the center of everything around me and if Mm -hmm. i feel that something is wrong then god must feel that something is wrong so Mm -hmm. this thing must be wrong and if Mm -hmm. i feel that something is right then God must feel that something is right. And so this thing is right. And now we can begin to see what a slippery slope that is because now we're confronted. We're living in a world where sex is king, you know, Mm -hmm. sex sells. So what happens when I feel that a man loving a man is good and it should be within the Christian realm? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So all of a sudden the gathering I'm in, that's the teaching that's, that I'm, that I'm, you know, that I'm sharing, you know, and receiving. And it's like, okay, um, so what does the Bible say? No, 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 it's not what the Bible says. It's what I feel the Bible says. 
And all of a sudden, it's like, no, Jesus didn't really say this. No, we don't listen to Paul because Paul mm-hmm. was just a man. And, you know, mm, I don't really agree with Paul. You know, we've all heard people say that. <laughs> Paul like, is a misogynist. Oh, don't get Paul. Paul yeah, is a misogynist. Like, is such a misogynist. Oh, he's it's sexist. Like, no. Oh, my gosh. It's like, you, you cannot hold a candle up to Paul. And, you know, <laughs> just by his own worldly standards, you mm-hmm. don't qualify. And he himself <laughs> said that. I'm casting away the worldly standards which you don't qualify for yeah, and I'm going to yeah. go with God's standards which we all don't qualify for and this is mm-hmm. what God says. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't be saying this if he was of the same idea of moralistic therapeutic deism. Yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 wouldn't have been writing to all these churches. John wouldn't have been writing to to that, you know, to the to the seven churches. Mm-hmm. All these all these letters and even the Bible itself would not be to us because if it leaned on moralistic therapeutic deism, then it would mm-hmm. be confronting social justice issues primarily. Yeah, it yeah. would be con- and, and 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 it would be changing with every century because moralistic therapeutic deism is fleeting. It changes. Yeah. It's very subjective. It's subjective. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's very it's very subjective, and 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 sometimes it doesn't change over time. It changes over the person. You could exist <laughs> in the same time and even in the same room, but you have. <laughs> Two opposing truths, and that's what you were saying. Like, you know, you live your truth and I live my truth, which is a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know, man. Just say something to end this. Just just say 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 whatever is on your heart right now because I I'm mean, starting to get heated up. Yeah. All, all I have to say is that, well, I have a lot to say always, you know. I'm, I'm a big talker. Mm-hmm. But on what you've said, Israel, I just think ultimately... It comes down to understanding, you know, who's the main character? Who is sprinkling yeah. us? Who is cleansing us? Who is who is the reason? You know, what is the reason why we're here? We're here for God. God is the main character. We're yeah. not the main character. True. We acknowledge True. that. Then we get to a place of understanding that we, it is impossible for us to then live according to his standards by ourselves. You mm. know, mm. it is impossible. And that's why he sent his son yeah. to die for us. To bear all of our sins, past, present, and future, as long as we Mm. repent, which is to acknowledge what we we have done as wrong and turn from us to literally a 180 away from our sin, believe in Christ Mm. as our Lord and Savior, and decide to follow him, which is the daily activity. It's the Mm. daily activity. You know, even in this scripture, it talks about, you know, working, you know, work, showing good works. Encouraging each other in yeah. good works, you know, working yeah. hard to show our salvation in Christ by the mm. by the by the day to day renewing and transformation of our spirit, soul, and body, as we yeah. you know love God with everything and love our neighbors as ourselves, you know, and that's the gospel mm. basically. I think if we have a true yeah. understanding yeah. of that concept, it is then only um, it, it, we we can see how then that is opposed to this idea that we ourselves are God because we can never accomplish perfection in and of ourselves. So that immediately mm. blows that concept of moralistic therapeutic deism out of the water because we need to take a step back from ourselves and say, we can't even yeah. live up to our own morality. We fail on our True. own morality. <laughs> True. Okay, this makes me yes. feel good. But what if it makes somebody else not feel good? Then yeah. whose morality is right? 
Yeah, oh, exactly. but we're all equal. But you can't all be equal if somebody's morality supersedes somebody else's morality. So already yeah. you fail at your own, you know, you fail at your own thing. We fail at our yeah, own. Yeah, like, like your own standard fails you. Exactly. Our own standards yeah. fail us. And and so we fail at our own standards. We fail at God's standards. We cannot redeem yeah. ourselves. We have no way of yeah. doing that. But God has a way of redeeming us through his standards, mm. through his sacrifice of uh, to the sacrifice of his son and that's the beauty of the yeah, gospel yeah. that's how amazing it is and when we can humble ourselves to acknowledge that we are not that main character we're just not mm. once we get to a place of understanding that we um we cannot not just that we can't save ourselves but even when God, jesus has saved us we cannot then walk out a life of righteousness by ourselves as in yeah. without him yeah. and his assistance but also without our brethren without our brothers and sisters holding us accountable exhorting yeah. us encouraging us picking us up when we're low like we've talked about you know challenging yeah. us yeah reprimanding yeah. us <laughs> mm-hmm. being there in the mm-hmm. trenches with us you know the, not just yes. the good times but the bad once we acknowledge the yeah. necessity of that to truly live a life of heaven on earth mm-hmm. i think then we thrive that's when we thrive as christians yeah. that's when we thrive yeah and i think yeah we thrive not for our sake. I think this is what I want to end with. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to end with. Mm. It's important for us to get to that place. Why? You know, I I, I did a, a preach on this in our in our young adults. It's important for us to get to the place where we understand that we need to acknowledge who God is, have a, be in right relationship yeah. with Him, love Him with all of, all of that we are, and then to love our neighbors mm-hmm. as ourselves, to love our brethren yeah. first and foremost within that context, but then, you know, the wider world. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to love our neighbors, to not forsake the gathering of the brethren, to grow in depth in our relationship with Christ and to be equipped with the tools yeah. it takes to go and spread the gospel to others in our sphere of influence. That is the ultimate calling. You know, oh, Israel, Mm. how many times have we had this conversation about purpose? What is purpose? What is our purpose? What is purpose? Yo, like every single year someone brings it up. Honestly, honestly. It's every conversation, like honestly, in our our friend groups that me and Israel, Israel and I are in, it's either what is purpose or one saved, always saved slash predestination yeah. kind of vibes. What <laughs> are the two? We always get there. What are the two? And it's such a rabbit hole. Oh, oh honestly, every time, every time. And it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? But here's where I stand. You know, Israel really nicely summed it up. And, 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 and I just think he did it so beautifully when you said, our purpose yeah. on earth is to know God and to make him known. Yeah. We know yeah. God by first of all acknowledging that the gospel is true and and allowing mm-hmm. it to change our lives. We then yeah. equip ourselves by engaging with the gathering of the brethren ultimately yeah. to make him known. That is yeah. our purpose yeah. on this earth, to know God and to make him known. And that's why it's so important gathering not forsaking the gathering of the brethren it's not just yeah. for me. <laughs> it's not just for Israel. We are spiritually yeah. alive. We are spiritually rich. We are spiritually yes. guaranteed eternity in a place where there will be no sickness, no death. Yeah. Oh, no death, no mourning, no sickness. Yeah. Only joy. Yeah. 
only worship mm-hmm. only good mm-hmm. things that's what is our guarantee yeah. for forever and ever and ever and ever and ever but there are yeah. millions dare i say billions of people out mm. there who are spiritually mm. dead who like yeah. this verse says you know in in hebrews you know all all that awaits them is is the dread of eternity in hell yeah the dread of eternity in hell and we mm. are to equip ourselves to at least give them that option so that god can use mm. us as vessels to really show them the options that they have look it's yeah you know <laughs> which one's better everything you could ever want ask for or desire or imagine and abundantly more or mm. a separation from all good things yeah ultimately not forsaking the gathering of the brethren first of all acknowledging who god is not forsaking the gathering of the brethren is to yeah. fulfill that part of knowing god but also mm. to take it a step further uh to make him known cuz we we yeah. we we straight yeah. we guaranteed we good but yeah. billions yeah. of people are really not billions true. billions israel billions true 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 like i I'm, I'm my mind is just malfunctioning right now because i never even said that out loud like to, it's but it really is it's billions it's a lot yeah bro yeah that's so mad <laughs> wow like like there's such a huge there's such a huge demand like, mm. when the bible says that the 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 harvest is plenty but the labor yeah. is a few yeah. like like we need to deep how few we are mm-hmm. and how much more laborers we need because it's not just like oh the laborers are few so you few laborers go no it's like the laborers are few so you need you need more laborers yeah like yeah like that's what the bible is saying it's not like oh you few are the chosen ones no it's like you few you are the ones mm-hmm. reserved by god not to just come and harvest but mm-hmm. to go out and just like Jesus said make disciples make yeah. more laborers so yeah. that you can come in because you are not completing yourselves there's somewhere mm-hmm. down the line where you will fall and mm-hmm. you will need people around you other laborers around you to mm-hmm. help you back up so you can continue with the harvest yeah as yeah. like when we deep that then it becomes like okay we see the urgency of this mm-hmm. christian life yeah yeah man yeah oh. yeah Whew. wow that was, that, was, that, 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 that was, was good. Dope. That was good, man. That was good. I think, well, we've gone way over, but it's okay. <laughs> it's very okay. I mean, yeah. you're not going to hear from us for a while as we mm-hmm. take a break. And even as we come to the end of this um, season, I think, David, before I ask you to pray, I'm going to ask you to pray for two groups of people as we just come mm-hmm. to the end of this. But yeah. um, I just want to wrap up this season by saying episode one, through to episode 19 was the kind of um what's it called like i could say the first floor going all the way up of this massive skyscraper Mm -hmm. and episode 20 today this was not just the firm foundation but Mm -hmm. kind of the foundation and the cladding that goes around this building that is christianity and Mm -hmm. this this is what the radical life demands and this is what the radical life is. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to our stories over the past hour and a few minutes, then I hope you've gotten a glimpse that we're not perfect. Mm. We never will be and we've never claimed to be. Yep. Our 
if we I, I think maybe we'll sit down one day and have a tell-all of our lives <laughs> and just, like thus far just so you can see how much we've messed up yeah. and then you can you can kind of you can put that against the confidence that we have as we speak and come to the conclusion by yourselves that it cannot be us mm-hmm. it has to be someone else who is beyond us and that person is god that person is jesus that person is the mm-hmm. holy spirit so david the Two groups that I want you to pray for right now, because I don't know who's going to hear this, when they're going to hear this, but mm. um, there's a first group of individuals who have felt so challenged, so triggered this entire season and mm-hmm. have been far from God and they want to dare to come close yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. So I want you to pray for those people to come close to God. Yeah. And then the second prayer is for that individual, those individuals who have been listening and they're like, I don't get it. I don't know God. And I feel like I want to, you know, maybe we've spoken something, maybe they've heard something over the season and they're mm. like, I think I want, I want this God. And I, and I can assure you that he wants you to, yeah. and he's given you the opportunity to listen in today because he wants to give you this opportunity. So the second group is for that person who doesn't know Christ, those people who don't know Christ and want to give their lives over to him, wherever yeah. they are, just a prayer to welcome them into the kingdom. And then mm-hmm. we can kind of just say our goodbyes. So okay. yes, please. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's pray. I want to pray for each group separately. Um, so let's start with the okay, first group yeah. of those, those of us, those, those who are listening, who, who are being challenged by what they've heard in this whole project, um, who yeah. have been triggered, who, who deep down know the truth, but really are engaging in moralistic therapeutic deism. And although they know yeah. the truth, they're, just as this passage in Hebrews talks about, they are, they know the truth, but they don't want to accept it. Um, mm-hmm. Or they're struggling, or they want to come back to it. I want to pray for you now. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we are but specks of wind. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we are but wind, a breath, in comparison to your um, awesome self you know yeah you you who created the universe you who are alpha and omega who you who is above and beyond all things yet in your perfect love came to die on the cross for us that even though in our rebellion we said no to you you said yes to us yeah but i want to i want to acknowledge you as god I want to acknowledge you as our master. I want to say that we want to submit to you. Forgive us for the times when we don't. But we choose afresh to submit to you, to your will, your word, and your way. Yeah, yeah. And Lord, I want to pray for those listening who have been challenged. Lord, who um, whose hearts were hardened to hear the truth. Who... Maybe they were softened, but have gone through some of the things we talked about. Church hurt, have experienced yeah. times when actually they were supposed to, you know, be backed by the brethren, but weren't, or that they were mm. judged or chastised out of resentment or out of judgment instead of out of, out of genuine love uh, and who are mm. hurt, who are hurting. Lord, I pray yeah. that you will soften their hearts. Lord, I pray yeah. that you will, you know, you will, you will just speak to them. Your word says, come to me, 
all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And you will find rest for your soul. Lord, I Mm. pray that the promise of rest we have in you will be so tangible. Holy Spirit, that you will just descend in such a tangible way before them now, that they too Mm. will just let go. That they'll let go of that hurt, that pain, that rebellion within them, Lord, and submit Mm. to Mm. you. Because in and through you, from you, are all good things. Yeah. Yes, Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters who might have have their hearts hardened. Lord, I pray that you will soften their hearts. Pray for those who have fallen away, that Lord, just like the prodigal son, those who have reached the end of themselves, they'll come back to you knowing that there is only a party waiting for them, a joyous celebration that the lost is ready to be found. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, Lord. And Lord, I just also want to thank you for those who are completely perplexed by what's going on, by what we're talking about, but have a deep conviction Mm. in their soul. You know, we spoke about repentance, of realizing that what you have done is wrong and turning 180 degrees and walking the other way. For those Mm. of the listeners who are at that place, I invite Mm. you to take the step. I invite you to come, be part of our family. The doors are wide open. The love of God, there is, there is, more than enough (laughs) abundantly more than enough love for you in the truest sense yeah um and the promises that are wait that await you are 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 unfathomable come Mm. come come and uh yeah lord i pray that you know you will you will soften their hearts but more than that that you'll provide a way you provide people yeah. around them that you'll provide um you provide uh a support around them that you will just put people uh in their environments to help them along this journey you know just as we're yeah. talking about we don't want to forsake the gathering of the brethren so lord i pray that you provide brothers and sisters mothers mm-hmm. and uncles and aunties in christ um to to help them along this journey and so for you guys yeah. I, I just want to pray this quick prayer of, of salvation you know and if you just repeat after me in your hearts, it says, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I know I am a sinner. I know I have done wrong and have fallen short of your standard. Please forgive me, Lord, of my sins. I choose today to follow you, to accept you in my heart, and to live for you. I acknowledge you as my king. I acknowledge you as the boss. And I choose to live for you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Wow. That that was good, man. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Man. Oh, guys, we're at the end of the season, and um, I just have I just have like a few announcements. Like before I let you go, David, um, 
I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for doing this. And I know that we're going to be doing a lot more and we're going to sure. diversify this. And <laughs> I just want to say to the people who are listening, um, we have an Instagram page, you know, um, so it's not just for you to follow and get updates, but it's for you to interact. And mm. as we go on this break, the one thing that I want you to do is head on down there, um, you know, obviously share the page, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but also, we here at Project Killing Sin, we want to hear from you. We yeah. want to hear what your highlights have been. We want to hear things that you have agreed with or not agreed with and things that you want to see done differently. Like we want the feedback, um, criticism, rebuke, what, whatever it is. But above everything, the one thing that we really, really, really want is mm. your testimonies. Yeah. Like just to hear what God has done for you, either yeah. through this season that you've been with us or even in your own personal life. It could be completely mm. unrelated. But we want to have a place where we can share testimonies. Obviously, we're going to have to get your permission and it's going to be anonymous and stuff. But those kind of things just, they build people up and you never know just how much your story goes into helping other people. The book mm -hmm. of Revelation says that we, that, you know, we will overcome the evil one and the evil day by the blood yeah. of the lamb and the power of our testimony. So yeah. we know we have the blood of the lamb over us, but how often do you lean into the power of your testimony? Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be something dramatic and it doesn't have to be like it, it just has to be you and God and your experience with him. And it goes yeah. into helping someone. So head on down there and, you know, let's let's interact. Let's see. And, you know, give us more ideas on how we can make things more lively into the next season. Um, we're going to be on a break for a couple of months, but I hope to see you soon. Um, we're going to have an amazing Second season, uh, you know, it's 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 already in the works. We already mm. uh, are working through the kinks and we already have the topic, you know, mm -hmm. so radical life. Um, mm. This was just the beginning. It's mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be so amazing. And um, yeah. I really, really hope that you can join us. Don't you hope so too, David? Oh, I hope so, because it's going to bless you. Yeah. That's the reality. It, you yeah, know, it really is. <laughs> it's going to bless you. Israel's not doing this for him. He's doing this, and you know, everyone else who's pitching in, this is obedience to the Lord. And so if the Lord has True. it for you to hear it, you know, it's going to yeah. bless you. Yeah, yeah. Amen That's and amen and amen. So with that being said, I am signing out. I have been Israel. I've been the host of this. <laughs> amazing podcast and you guys have been so good so until we meet again love you all love you all goodbye <laughs>